This is The Water Table. A chance to hear the agricultural side of these issues. A place for people to go find information and education. Water management is just going to become even more critical into the future. How misunderstood what we do is. I would encourage people to open their minds and listen to this dialogue. Well, welcome back to the Water Table Podcast as we continue our business series. Um, Today, I'm really excited to have Mark Herringshaw with us. I think people, if they're listening, I'm I'm hopeful that that they can understand or kind of connect the dots around, you know, why do these voices matter and why do the gears matter around conflict resolution and family businesses and succession. But um, I'm putting you on the spot here a little bit, but uh, you know, is it is can you can you tell me about a uh, time in your life or a situation where you were working with with uh, a team and uh, where these kind of things were just really evident that, you know, they, they helped you get to the next level rather than stay stuck. I think there's, there's multiple examples. Um, I'll share a story. One, one story of a family business. Um, I won't use names because I don't have their immediate permission, but um, this business uh, was actually in, it was in South Carolina and um, started by um uh, ultimately, who was the father of the family that that took it and developed it? Just a unique, very impactful business in their community. Employee, they, they were like the largest employer in their mid-sized town. And um, he he came to the point of starting to plan for his retirement and his um, his succession. And uh, there's two kids. A daughter and um, a son that were involved at that point, and they had very different uh, voice configurations than each other, and very different than their father. And um, when we first entered the the discussion with them, um, the daughter had pretty much decided that she wasn't going to be uh, in the management side of the business. So you know they had worked out the. Um, the financial situation of how ownership and management were going to be different in their scenarios. But that was clear. She just knew it wasn't for her. The real challenge was between um, the father and son. And they, they actually had a good relationship, but they just didn't understand um, how each other process things. And so it was so much so that the son had pretty much decided he was going to leave the industry and not work in the family business. And so we came in to really try to bring some clarity on the voice side um, or using that as a tool to bring clarity between the two of them and um, did some pretty um, in-depth and extended work, uh, just really sitting with both of them individually to kind of do life mapping work with them and getting down to like key values and um, and the things that they, we asked the question, what is your preferred future? What is it that you really want? And um, you had in this case, um, the father who was a pioneer, not surprising, um, very visionary, uh, very innovative when he was um, 
you know, starting out to invent essentially a whole process that he did to start this business took a tremendous amount of creativity and tenacity. And this has paid the price for all that uh, with the long hours that he had to, you know, early when things start, it's often like that. And, And his son was very relational. So he was a connector in the voice configuration. So you had for him, the the highest value was, are we doing this as a team? And is everybody feeling like we're belonging? And that can be, that can feel like a, just a completely different approach than the way the pioneer sees it. He defines success differently. And once he began to realize that the business could be a platform for him really creating a sense of um of team camaraderie. That's really the thing that drove him more than anything else to realize that their 400 employees could feel like they really belonged. And when he saw that that was the, that was a reason to be in business, um, that, that to be successful gave them an opportunity to serve the families of 400 people. Um, for him, he could see a different reason for doing it. And ultimately, then he made the decision to come in. He, they had a very positive transition to his leadership. And, and yeah, the company is, has grown considerably since uh, he took it about five years ago. And, um, but the conflict was there. But what we were able to do is show that the conflict wasn't as personal as it felt to them. It had a lot more concrete roots to it that could be dealt with. I mean, neither of them were ever going to change their personalities, but they could appreciate each other's personalities and realize they could both reach their goals, but do it in different ways. Yeah, that's a great story. And, you know, I was going to ask the question of, uh, you know, what what's the most rewarding thing to you about what you do in your career? And and it could certainly be different than this, but it's got to be pretty rewarding to uh, to um, be part of something where, you know, my words, but where you can kind of turn a light bulb on for your family that's just stuck and uh, where they can then continue the legacy of that and be really um, productive and in, in their path forward. Uh, well, I, that, that I think is, I mean, I, and I get to serve in a lot of different contexts. The majority of my work is in family business. And I, I'd say by far when, when we can, and it's never fairyland, right? Like, it's not like uh, that, you know, you can, you can set something up and this becomes like, you know, heaven on earth immediately. That's not the case, but to be able to see the potential of a family business function you know as close to the way it really could be that i just don't think there's anything that's more delightful than that i'm i'm uh, i'm headed into a family retreat this weekend uh, when we're we're recording this um uh, on friday night and all day saturday wonderful family business uh they're dominant very niche business, but a dominant business in their market. And it's a, it's heading into a fourth generation transition and three of um, the emerging um, family members um, are coming with the legacy leader 
who's not he's not in a position to retire yet, but he's he's preparing already how his kids are going to transition. And um, it's been this has been a year long engagement for us. <laughs> um, it's been one of the one of the real delights because they've they've really gone at this intentionally and worked really hard at it. It's not been easy. There's been some, there's some things in the history of this family business that, um, you know, kind of heartbreaking when you you get under the surface of it, but, um, they've worked through that and there's a tremendous joy and, and, and that the, the next generation, all, these are all kids in their twenties who've, you know, gone to school and prepared and, you know, they're, they're not going to walk in here with silver spoons. They're going to work really hard for what's in front of them. But, um, there's a tremendous sense that they're doing it as a family and they've worked through, you know, like a lot of stuff that that's the other thing, you know, when you get in here and you have to walk through things with families, families in business, just like every other family have all kinds of stuff. And it's just, it comes at a little bit higher risk when there's uh, a resource involved that the family has to steward that in many cases, many, many families depend on this family, keep getting their act together and being able to transition it well. And um, so it, it, there's, there's nothing I, I think in my work that's more fulfilling than watching that happen. Well, I've been really pleased to have Mark Herringshaw with us. Thanks for joining us, Mark. And if you'd like to hear more and hear the whole discussion with Mark, you can find it at watertable.ag business. Music.